Hello and welcome back to 303 Radio. Um, you join myself, Ollie, the founder of 303, with uh, Jamie. And we're currently sat in our company car because mm. um, our office is very busy today. So we're sat outside of it in our car. So throughout this podcast, we're probably going to get hotter and hotter and hotter. <laughs> we don't have any windows open and uh, no aircon. So um, yeah, this is going to be an interesting one. How are you? Yeah, fine. We've been instructed that any form of added comfort would jeopardize the noise quality yeah. of this podcast. So. Yeah. And uh, Lewis on our team, who looks after a lot of our technical uh, departments when it comes to content, has suggested we do it in a car. I didn't want to do this in the car, but here we are. Um, so yes, if it does get very hot, hopefully the sound is nice and crisp. Um, it should be because we're in the smallest possible place we could be to record this podcast. Um, but yeah, uh, today's podcast, we're going to talk about Shopify, which obviously a lot of you know what Shopify is. But during the current climate, obviously, there's been a lot of COVID. There's been a lot of buying consumer power online. That's probably the wrong way to say it, but you get what I mean. Um, and we build Shopify sites for some of our clients. So we wanted to do a bit of a chat about Shopify. Um, a bit of a chat of why we love the platform so much, a few interesting things you might not know. Um, and of course, always, if you're looking for a website build for your brand or business, please do get in touch because we might be able to help. We've actually this week launched a new client site. We have a Shopify Plus site. So that's effectively five websites in one. Yeah. So for people that don't know, should we break this down a little bit? Shopify, for anyone that doesn't know, what is Shopify? Which is probably about three people, but yeah. let's do it for them. So Shopify is... Canada's biggest public company and they are now what I would say is the first word in e-commerce CMS so if you are looking to build a website to sell something online the platform on which you'll build that nine times out of ten I would say now as a small business would be Shopify yep Shopify now has scaled massively and it's gone from very small businesses being on there to kind of enterprise level with things like Shopify Plus, which is huge conglomerates being able to utilize that same CMS that's sort of become very much part of the online experience. So whether you realize or not as a consumer, I would guarantee on a personal level that you have bought something from a Shopify site, whether you've realized it or not, mm. the checkout looks fairly similar always. So the basket and stuff is always very similar. So you, you may have picked up like a lot of websites seemingly using a similar checkout page, and that is most likely Shopify. Yeah. And obviously during COVID, um, again, for those that don't know, don't know, sorry, a lot of big brands, and when I say big brands, kind of like well-known brands in the world, yeah. built a few sites. And Heinz was one of them? Yeah, Heinz was a huge one. Um, it was a big case study. I think they built a full Shopify Plus site for them in a week. Yeah. And got them live because they were struggling to supply Europe with beans, ketchup, etc. So And they never had a D2C site. And they'd never really done D2C. So Shopify and them sort of partnered up together and built a really big serious site in yeah. in a week and brought direct consumer into the play for Heinz, which clearly with COVID is was the only real play when people weren't going out to shops and stuff. Yeah, which was huge. And I think to show the kind of diversity of the business as well to build a site like that very very quickly is is pretty amazing and also shows that it's very easy obviously we've built sites where there's a lot of development there's a lot of stuff that needs to be done on top Definitely. of the standard site that still shows the kind of as a brand they're not slow they're quick and they're trying to stay in the kind of 2020 speed space yeah which is great and i guess that that sort of hits on their kind of main elevator pitch as it were which is what they say is from first sale all the way to full scale which is I think something that the e-com set of people in the in the world would have literally a year or two ago would have probably been quite sceptical of. 
platforms like Magento, like full custom sites, even things like WordPress with a, a WooCommerce integration. Those are all sort of common options for other e-com things. They would have been quite preferable because yeah. they're much more customizable. But Shopify, mm -hmm. literally on a weekly and monthly basis, are adding in huge quantities of features that just enable so much more for the small businesses. They've over, yeah. they've got over a million vendors on Shopify now. Yeah. So if you think about what a million businesses look like over the you know the whole world, that's serious amount and most of those are small but they're really ramping up so that businesses like Heinz, Dior have recently gone on there's a, a huge amount in the US that have, uh, have have been sort of championing Shopify Plus that's been a huge area of growth for them over the last year mm -hmm. um, so I think previously where people would have been you know very very much backing Magento or something a bit more customizable they're suddenly actually thinking mm, no Shopify Plus does enable that yeah which is great awesome so um there's a few mad stats that have come out. I think we posted one on our 303. If you're not following us on Instagram, you should be. It's at 303.london. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. good. If you're not following us on there, you should be. We posted a stat about how frequently a new business that put their site on Shopify get a sale. And how frequent is that? Every 60 seconds, a new Shopify site gets their first sale. So, I mean, in thinking about that, that is absolutely yeah, it's amazing. insane. I think also we've watched a few um, interviews and uh, even outside of this podcast, we're always quite interested in the founder of Shopify. He's got an amazing story and there was a really good Bloomberg. Was it Bloomberg who yeah, did the really nice yeah. nice piece on him? First of all, he's the most humble, modest guy I think I've ever listened to yeah. who's obviously got a massive company behind him, but he's super passionate about, um, well, actually about his, his customers and his clients. Like you can kind of get that from him, which is amazing. But um, if you haven't seen that or you want to go see it, it's on YouTube. Just search um, Shopify founder and Bloomberg and you'll find it. Obviously during COVID, he had quite a few interesting thoughts about everything, didn't he? He was very much, uh, they had a lot of plans and actually they wanted to get rid of the plans and, and focus on what was going on in the space. Yeah, I, I think he's quite like, he's becoming quite a powerful voice in the same way that like Mark Zuckerberg became and, you know, Tim Cook and all those sort of huge tech entrepreneurs became, you know, he was very pioneering on people not going into the office. He was very pioneering mm. on tearing apart any form of plan that the business had. Yeah. Just going, no, just literally delete all of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah get yeah. rid of them. And, and nothing's valid going. anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The thing that's great about him Firstly, he he's a developer. He's like a software guy. So like you kind of know that the entire foundation, you know shit. yeah, like the foundation of that business is built upon, like someone who's, again, kind of comparing it to Apple. Someone like Steve Wozniacki, like just a pure like design guy, being yeah. passionate about that, combined with everyone else that was involved there. Like he he is first and foremost some someone who is passionate about the tech, mm -hmm. and that does I think level up, the, especially the UX side of things, like in terms of the front end. Shopify does just work and looks so nice and it's very, very intuitive. The reason he started the business was because he was trying to create an e-com site for his snowboard shop, mm -hmm. if you can believe that. It's 2004, 2000, around? Yeah, like quite early, a long time ago. He just literally couldn't find a solution that was just easy to get up and running. I think that's the biggest thing and something we've touched upon, I think, in all of our podcasts up to, up to this point. But any time that you've got a small business idea or you're looking to start up, the real like big obstacle is it's quite overfacing going like oh i need a website yeah that is quite an overfacing thing people what like what do you think of when you need to build a website you think that's complicated i i can't code i don't have thousands and thousands of pounds mm. like i can't pay the man like the the monthlies on it and like blah 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 shopify, and time as well yeah time and it's a massive time, thing, of course yeah. yeah and what shopify does do at its very like most sort of basic point as they say 
all they're there to do is help people get their first sale. Yeah. Which is something that, like, I mean, we've experienced it with multiple clients, but also some of our own businesses. Like, just getting up and running on Shopify doesn't really take any technical stuff. No. Like, clearly, it helps to know how to use the platform, but it's not a technical thing. And you could build a pretty good-looking website yeah. that I would at least hypothesize has pretty decent conversion metrics yeah. purely off the back of a few good YouTube videos. And, yeah. And, well, I think it's also really good about Shopify's back end. So again, I, I want to kind of give clarity for people who don't know necessarily what we're talking about in this conversation. So anyone who owns a small business who's looking to do websites or, you know, whatever it might be, Shopify always think about your customer's experience. And, you know, once you've built your site, how the customer's going to go through there, you know, they're used to things like Amazon where it's super slick, super simple, very quick, minimal amount of clicks, blah, blah, blah. What I think Shopify have actually done very well is that the user experience on the back end, once you understand where things are, a bit like with Photoshop or, you know, Premiere Pro or any edit of Final Cut, once you understand where things are, it's actually quite simple. Yep. And that's what I, what I do think really set them aside from things like WordPress, Squarespace, all those guys, is they all tried that. But actually, I think Shopify really thought about their back-end customer experience for them, which really did make it easy for, if you thought of a new business yesterday and today's Monday, by Friday, you could probably have your site live. And I think that whole experience puts them mildly apart from a lot of people. And I guess just touching on that as well, I guess the big obstacle that you have with a small business in general is that there's a lot of like back office crap that you've got to deal with mm -hmm. especially if it's a product business which for the sake of this podcast let's assume it is because i think that's yeah. where shopify makes e-commerce yeah clear sense like we're selling a thing even if you're selling on amazon instagram anywhere else which i think we should go into a bit more depth on in a minute shopify serves as a back office to your entire business and that's a huge thing that amazon can't do yeah you could just be an amazon seller but then you've got to have another back office solution, yeah. which is something that I've seen tried to be initiated multiple times. But then you're obviously reliant on Amazon and your back office software. When sure. you, just, just for clarity, back office, you mean, just go into a bit of depth what you mean by back office. So that is including inventory. Like your customers, all of their emails, all of their data, all of your payment providers, yeah. all of your, literally all of the data that you need to run the business is stored within Shopify and even all the way through to the front end stuff like blogs, all of your product descriptions and stuff, it's yeah. all centrally located next to each other with li literally your within SEO a click. Stuff, yeah, SEO, SEO kind of or your analytics. Like, And analytics is, again, something that I would like to just praise Shopify for, especially mm. on a couple of the, the transitions that we've done recently from old Magento platforms to Shopify. Data is completely power. In, yeah. in those situations like whether it's easy to get to a customer whether it's easy to change a product whether it's easy just to know where you are on month on month growth or whatever all of that with Shopify is one click away yeah so in terms of that as a solution for a small business you are just able to look at absolutely everything on a few screens that can serve an entire kind of digital business not just a direct consumer yeah thing that helps your Amazon that does it it does host everything yeah which is just very very powerful so that's something that I think Tobias, the uh, Shopify founder, like he thinks is competitive advantage over, you know, Amazon's, I think I've got some pretty big estimations of what Facebook are going to try and do in the next five years in terms of e-com. I mean, they've just, re they're starting to release Instagram shop, but I think Instagram is literally going to become an e-com platform. Mm -hmm. like, I think that's where they see their... They're like 21 buttons or Yeah, stuff, something yeah. like that. They obviously see... Google growing exponentially with shopping functions, Shopify absolutely exploding, Amazon going utterly mental. And then they also see people like TikTok catching up on 
you know what is fundamentally like user image and video centric content mm -hmm. instagram seem to be pivoting massively towards the e-com space which yeah. is i would say a very good call because you know everything is saying that at this point in time when we're recording on whatever it is the 24th of july 2020 given all the growth that's happened in the last four months of covid we are just going past 2030 in terms of what all of the correlations and the sort of extrapolations of data were saying mm -hmm. bearing in mind what happened in 2018 19 first quarter of 2020 we are now in 2030 so there's been 10 years worth of growth in yeah. four months which is obviously everyone's saying the word unprecedented so much but that growth is pretty serious and noteworthy so if you, if you're in a space if your business is in a space you've probably already realized it now but if you're really reliant on any one like sales platform or whatever so whether that be a stockist in a shop for an F&B brand or you just sell a lot through Amazon or whatever mm -hmm. Shopify or another direct to consumer website is you know completely a no brainer so yeah i think that's something that again the back office scenario that you know that back office can serve instagram when it comes out with ecom it can serve amazon now and we have multiple clients doing that you know they've got a multi-channel digital model now yeah like really small businesses they sell through amazon they've got a facebook shop they've got their own shopify shop they sell on other like digital like if they're on a cardo or yeah. uh, you know amazon fresh or whatever else it's it's super super enabling having shopify backend which is very cool so Let's pretend the people listening have no idea how Shopify works and what the setup is. The first thing to probably explain is their kind of package level and how they make their money, I suppose, in yeah. terms of like, I think a lot of people probably go, and I suppose we're kind of plugging Shopify quite a lot. We should have uh, should have got a sponsored ad. But um, the um, with, with what Shopify do, say you want to start a site tomorrow, you're making your product out of your mum's kitchen, you haven't got a fucking idea what you're doing and you want to just get cracking with it. The cost of doing that is very very achievable right in terms yep. of like actually i think it's it works out to be something like 29 dollars a month yeah. as a basic basic yeah, package like and the way they make their cash is they obviously pay for your kind of effectively membership in in a way uh, or subscription is probably the yep. better word and then they take a percentage off of some sales and some transactions and all that stuff and as you scale up uh, you go up to what they call shopify plus which is around two and a half K a month, three K a month, something around that figure. Yeah. I think including, it's... excluding that and conversion rates Actually, and stuff. Obviously being a Canadian business, there are um, you know, some conversion rates across the world. But And then when you're at that point, you're making less money per transaction, but obviously you're paying more to have your subscription effectively. But that also unlocks a lot of features and a lot of customization. Yeah. So for anyone starting a new site tomorrow or looking to do something like that, Shopify is a great way to start on that. And I yeah. think that, that kind of tier system of packages does enable that kind of like the idea that you can grow with the platform and you don't have to go and really you know balls deep at the beginning of it paying two and a half k a month for software you don't really know how to use you you gradually grow up as your business grows which i think is a genius genius move because it really gives the idea that shopify care about the small businesses on the corner of the high street that are trying to sell their coffee online or they're trying yeah. to do that and there are a few levels between that so even i mean those are the two like most I guess interesting points there's kind of a complete startup level where it's like $29 a month so your break even point hopefully will be very much within reach on the mm. website side of things and especially if you associate that with something like the rent of a shop yeah. like that's very much how Shopify look at it you should invest in a really high quality website because that's your store that is your shop yeah. like when people come off a Facebook ad they want to get the same it's clearly not the same but like a similar feel for your brand and your product yeah they want to have that emotional connection of yeah. I know emotional connection is a bit kind of airy fairy but that's the idea when you walk into a shop you see 
the way things are laid out. You see the plant in the corner. You see the face of the brand. Like, you know what I mean? You, you get this feeling that you're inside a business. And I think Shopify do that well in terms of when you land on those sites, you feel like you're actually in a store. They call it their storefront, right? Yeah. All the time. Like, that's what they reference it is, which I think, like you said, is, is very important. A client actually said this relatively recently, which made me really like materialize it for me. I was the one upselling Shopify at this point as well. And they were just suddenly like, oh, yeah. So if we had a storefront and the storefront had peeling paint and the door was hanging off, and it had a smashed window. Yeah. How many people are coming into that store yeah. to buy something off you? Bearing in mind the client that I'm also talking about had like a £500 average order value. Yeah. How many people are coming in to buy a really luxury quality item from that store? Mm. The answer is sweet FA. Like yeah. no one's coming yeah, in. Yeah, definitely, yeah. And if someone lands off a, you know, especially from, from what 303 does in the day-to-day on the digital side of things, you know, we're running ads with the content that our content arm of the business, you know, makes for us hopefully always great looking stuff with nice hopefully. copy hopefully so, so, you're not confident in saying that at all slagging ollies jesus christ no almost always perfectly <laughs> Thank you. perfectly good stuff you know running beautiful beautiful images and video with nice copy and all that sort of stuff they click through and then they land on some horrible website with crap old imagery horrible user experience really long eked out checkout process like how many people are going through that? No one. And it is a bit of a peely storefront scenario. Yeah. Like going back to the store example, the the, the client in question actually did used to have a, a shop in London. Actually, when you start thinking about these sorts of things in more physical terms, because the world we live in now, so few people have the ability to have physical store space. Yeah. And even if they do, they've got a real uphill battle trying to make that work. I mean, especially like where we are in central London. Like yeah. if you want to be in Chelsea, Soho you know central shop yeah. near oxford circus or oxford street or bond street that even down those alleyways and and have a little yeah. storefront a little boutique store to sell clothing out of yeah that's like north of 100k Always. like, yeah. like it, i don't know but i imagine it's tens it's of thousands of months a lot of the time yeah, yeah. exactly or I, it's a huge percentage of your sale as well like yeah i think there's a lot of businesses i think we touched on it um with press in the last episode ed discussing how there is a ceiling to how how well they could have ever done out of a retail model. Yeah. Because if you have landlords like in central London, a lot of the time you landlord someone like TfL. Yeah. And it's percentage of profit. There is literally a cap to how well you can ever do. Yeah. Because they're just going to start taking more and more of it. So yeah. there is a ceiling there. Going back full circle to Shopify as your store, investing in that, making it a great, great looking thing, an easy thing to transact on, making sure that people can you know use their currency they want to use. They, yeah. You know, even you can translate entire storefronts, expansion stores on Shopify Plus level. You can translate an entire store in a completely different language with a different currency, and it's still all centrally managed, which is yeah. just it is something else. And then in terms of the growth, there it is literally uncapped, as you say. Like you can go up from the Shopify Basic, I think it's called, yeah, through Shopify, Shopify Normal, then, then Shopify Pro. Advanced, or yeah. whatever it's called, and then all the way up to the Plus level. That process just doesn't stop them, and mm. it does just keep exponentially growing so long as everything does go well. Yeah, which obviously is just pretty much unheard of in 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 the past. Really. So, what do you think the future of buying online and how Shopify is going to fit into that? I think sort of briefly touched on it, but I think something that was very like thought provoking in that Bloomberg video that you um, mentioned earlier with Tobias, the the founder of Shopify. You know, the the woman from Bloomberg was going, look at what Amazon's doing. Amazon, for those that don't know, now are literally 
essentially monopolizing all of the stuff that they're currently doing because they're starting to bring out their own products like i mean we've just had it with hand towels like paper towels and we, yeah. we've just we just ordered paper towels to the office thousands of the things arrived and they're all actually made by amazon now yep and that is suddenly amazon are gonna start just taking over the game and there's there's lots of different facets to amazon's at least the amazon.com side of the business that i think is somewhat limiting to vendors so there is always obviously the threat that they're going to just start selling what you're doing, mm-hmm. which is going to undercut and the margins are going to be unbelievable. Yep. They obviously also take cuts. FBA, as much as it's amazing, that's fulfilled by Amazon, sorry to use acronyms. That's really powerful for some small businesses that struggle with fulfillment and distribution. Mm-hmm. That's a powerful thing. But then also it is, again, somewhat out of your control and whatever. And like what Shopify does do is it enables you to be on all of these other platforms that we're like touching on. I don't think it's worth going into Amazon in depth and Instagram and Facebook. That's not e-com that's another is another podcast. It, yeah, it, it probably is. But all of those things, you don't eliminate your ability to really fully engage with those things. Yeah. But at the same time, you own your customers. You've got their emails. Yeah. You've got their pixel data for, for ads. You've got all of their buying behaviors you've actually got all a touch that point stuff. is one like, yeah. in a way like you with other things if someone abandons from the car you literally as the founder of a business can go hey there i saw you left something in your car would love you to come back and get it here's yeah. a discount here's code a discount to incentivize code, that you know, like all those sorts of things that can be a very direct process yeah and that's not something again that really exists like why do people love having shops and like uh, restaurants or cafes and stuff it's probably actually because they love interacting with consumers di- like directly Shopify, I'm not, I'm not ever going to claim that that Shopify sort of replicates that, but at the same time, it is probably the closest thing that you're going to get to it. Mm-hmm. So if, you know, if you saw that someone has come back and bought the same thing five times, just going and I mean, there's review platforms that enable this in a much more automated fashion. But I've done this before. You can get video testimonials off your best customers. Yeah. Just email them, go look. You clearly love the stuff. We're really, really grateful for your return custom. We'd love you to record some form of video testimonial so that we could use that in our marketing. Here's 10% off for the next six months, whatever. There's all these kinds of things that Shopify just enables so well. And crucially, what it doesn't disable is your ability to play in all the other fields. If I've got a cold brew coffee company, let's go for something rogue. A cold brew coffee company, I can sell to every small cafe in London. Mm -hmm. I could be stocked in Starbucks. I could sell on Ocado. I could be stocked in every Sainsbury's in the country. I could be on Amazon, but I could also have an entire own distribution business where I just distribute cold brew coffee subscriptions all over the UK and Europe. Mm. And Shopify does literally enable that entire thing. And your margins are almost always going to be better there if, if you set it up well. Yeah. Again, you've got that direct customer touch point. And also for small businesses, something that people probably don't realize that often. But again, if you're starting like a small clothing brand and wanting to get stocked in big stores all over the shop, if you've got a small F&B brand or whatever, if you've got a powerful and loyal customer base directly with your brand, going to someone like Ocado and going, yeah, but I'm doing 150 orders with a 20% customer return rate or whatever, like that's a really powerful argument to go to someone else and say, yeah, look at what I'm doing type thing. So um, in terms of the future, I think Shopify is just going to start playing even more to all these other bits, really. I think Shopify Plus, they're developing so much. As we said at the start, one of our clients literally launched a couple of days ago on Shopify Plus and it's already looks so much better. It's performing pretty well already. The things that they're adding into Shopify Plus so regularly, you've got to be worried for Magento. I had a call with, which is owned owned by Adobe, by the way, um, for those that don't know, but I had a call with Shopify Plus a couple of months ago and he was saying 80% 
of their new Shopify Plus vendors are coming directly off a of Magento platform. Yeah. Which is again for Magento just statistic, like the way I look like, at Magento, they just didn't innovate it. Like obviously there was Magento one point nine two and then two point oh. And then I think there's now two point one. Obviously slagging off Adobe here, but like the back end is diabolically bad. Yeah. It's terrible. Like it just doesn't form like if you're a business of any size, it's overcomplicated. It needs a lot of development. And this is like again, it's not a plug for Shopify. We just like talking about stuff. We that have actually, clients actually that are works. on Magento as well. Yeah, and it's a nightmare thing. for them. They don't know their data, they don't know who their customers are really. They can't actually see their big sales. They can't do big reporting. There's a lot of stuff that you know, yes, Magento might seem more attractive at the beginning because you want it to look nice, but actually I think Shopify has done so much in their own work that puts them ahead of the game that it's just a no-brainer in, in my eyes. So, yeah, any other... Uh, I've got one other thing that I was going to talk about, actually, just because, again, in terms of the future of Shopify directly, just because I, again, didn't really know about this um, until sort of the last month where I read an article on it. Shopify have actually begun investing quite heavily in some of their vendors. Yeah. So Shopify, again similarly to Facebook, something that probably scares a few people but excites others, is that Shopify clearly have access to huge quantities of data, enormous amounts of data, and it's not just like behavioral website data, it's not just sales data, it's literally there's customers, there's everything that's in there, which again, I would say exciting in that they're able to innovate based on on pretty hardcore fact, which is just exciting. And one of those things that enables that is they can see what stores are doing what, and they've already invested $500 million into small businesses, which is a pretty unprecedented thing. Like, it's the equivalent of a landlord owning an entire high street, just starting to invest into all of the, yeah. into all of his um, tenants, which again, when, like, when does that ever happen? So not something that's exciting in the sense of, oh, I might go and join Shopify, so I get invested in, but more to realize that Shopify is so actively investing in their vendors and sort of giving i guess well performing or overperforming is probably more likely someone that's just started up and really seems to have struck gold or something shopify are recognizing that and then helping them up that ladder of shopify and of e-com as a whole and that again yeah unprecedented is a word that has been rattled off more in this year than it has probably ever been used before <laughs> but that is something that's completely revolutionary and something that i think is very very cool that they'd no, be definitely. uh sort of inward looking enough to do that yeah they're not they're not just not putting a face onto anything they're really trying to get involved and, and make a difference which is great it is well at this point of the podcast i'm sweating my ass off mate i'm so hot it's there, warm. there is, is sweat warm. dropping off your face like literally <laughs> this lewis i'm going to kill him when i get back into the office um but yeah, it's 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 warm in here, so forgive me if I can't concentrate. This well. is just excited about Shopify sweats. No, mate, you are dripping. <laughs> <laughs> Why was this a good idea? I mean, hopefully this wasn't very useful for some people listening. But Jesus fucking Christ, I am so hot. <laughs> I can't even really think. Sound quality is king. Yeah, exactly. Um, good. Well, I suppose we're we're kind of we've we've said our two cents there. Yeah, we have. Um, I suppose if anyone is listening and wants to know a bit more. Um, and understand something about Shopify or has any inquiries, you know, we're, we're not just saying for big massive builds here, we are kind of as an agency, we're here to help and support any business of any size in their kind of Shopify and website journey. Um, we've got an amazing partner agency uh, called Forfeet, who we work very closely when it comes to website, but also internally, we've got a lot of kind of um, team members who uh, know the way around a Shopify site. Um, and obviously we use them every single day with, with all our current clients, um, pretty much everyone. We don't, we've only got a few other people on our platforms and we're trying to get them on Shopify. Um, so yeah, Jamie, thank you very much for your time today. 
Um, I hope you're all going to drink it. enduring. No, no, no. It was, uh, it was quite the event. Um, but yes, I hope you uh, drink many, many, many gallons of water after this. Um, and the last thing to probably say is a couple of things. Some, some. I hate using the word housekeeping. It's just the some worst admin. phrase. Yeah, some admin. We're recording a few more episodes of the podcast. Obviously, we're trying to get these out a bit more frequently. It's been a very interesting time for us. But obviously, it, with everything that's going on in the current climate, we are we are quite busy. Not to say that if anyone needs to talk to us, they can't. We are just saying we're quite busy and don't always have time for podcasts. But with that being said, if uh, you do have any needs or requirements, please drop us an email at hey at 303.london, just .london. People keep on going .london.co.uk and no, we're trying to be mm-hmm. we're trying to be very cool and just have .london. If you've got any shop for requirements, please do drop us an email. And also, randomly, we checked our chart history for our podcast so far and we're doing quite well in South Africa, which is... Uh, Shout out. <laughs> thank you, South Africa, for uh, for tuning in. I think we hit like, what was it, 49 in the yeah, South African charts? Yeah, 49 in the South African charts. Big, big Chaos. moves. And actually in the UK, we were doing all right. I'm not going to say the number because it's quite embarrassing, but we're still doing all right in the UK. Mm-hmm. But the way we grow up the charts is by people leaving a rating on iTunes. And also, that being said, we don't really care if you think it's shit. We want to know because we want to try and develop this and improve it. So if you think this is a load of rabble, please do comment and let us know because we still want to know. So yeah, please do leave a rating and a review on iTunes if you're listening. And if you're listening on any other provider, I think we've got on about 12 platforms, please do subscribe, like, all that kind of thing. Um, We would enjoy that very much. And the final thing to say, if when you do leave a review, if you're going to go down that avenue, let us know what you want to talk about, what you want us to talk about, or let us know who you want us to talk to. Because we've got a few things coming up with some other founders and some cool businesses, and there's a few other topics and, and things we're going to be discussing. But if you want us to talk about anything in particular, please do let us know. And we'll take it from there. I might pass out at this point. Yep. I've spoken too quickly. That's I'm endless. dehydrated and I'm sweating. <laughs> so um, thanks very much for listening, guys. Really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, hope you have a good day. Ciao. Bye. Fuck me. That's so hot.